welcome to Nifigen. Thank you. Uh, my name is Peel, and today I have Sanja Nivsjö with me. And Sanja was until recently a PhD student at the Department of English at Stockholm University. And here your research focused on space and sexuality in South African literature. And I was wondering if you, as short as possible, could describe what the aim of your thesis and research was. Well, hi, thank you very much for having me. So my research focused on, as you said, space and sexuality in South African literature. I just wanted to look at how those two concepts interact in the literature over the recent history of South Africa, so the last hundred years, roughly. The aim was just kind of to find out then how has space and sexuality interacted in different time periods, so before apartheid, during apartheid, and after apartheid, because apartheid is usually this dividing line in South African literature. If you could give an example right now what you actually mean mm -hmm. by space. So when I'm talking about space, I'm talking about place. Space becomes place when you invest it with meaning. So I'm looking at both kind of international connections, so South Africa in relationship to other countries, especially in relation to its colonial history. But I'm also looking at space in terms of more regional or local, if you want to put it, spaces. So for example, the South African city versus the countryside, or The third kind of level I look at is the body's situatedness in space. You could say it's on three different levels, the, the international level, the local level and the bodily level. And here I kind of draw on cultural geographers and geographers of uh, sexuality. They often talk about different scales of space. I think literature as a, a field draws quite a lot on thinking from other fields, mainly from philosophy and history of ideas, but also, for example, in this case, from cultural geography. What were the research questions you were interested in? The research questions were three main questions. It was, as I said, how space and sexuality have interacted in the literature, if they have, Uh, over time. So this aspect of over time was really important for me. And that's because research in South African literature tends to stick to either the apartheid or the post-apartheid era, but not really connected to what happened before apartheid. And another one was what kinds of spaces and what kinds of expressions of sexuality have tangled together in the literary depictions. And the third research question was then to do with this aspect of the individual character's experience in relation to the broader socio-historical context. Why is it relevant that we do research in English literature or in literature in general? Personally, I think it's important to understand how we humans, people, think about ourselves. How do we depict ourselves and the worlds we live in, in art? I think that tells us something about how we see ourselves and what issues in society, what issues for individuals that we kind of are concern ourselves with. And so I think literature is, is, is important to look at and interesting to look at, to kind of just understand this idea we have of ourselves. But if we go back to your research, what was your findings? Very simply, my main finding was that there is, uh, or there has been, uh, a kind of a, a co-constitutive uh, depiction of space and sexuality in South African literature. So, I mean, I set out to, to look at uh, whether there is a connection between them. And I think my main finding is that, yes, there there is a connection. Uh, and it is a response 
uh, and the way I read it, it is a response to this kind of socio-political climate uh, in South Africa. And uh, there are certain uh, themes or tropes that kind of reoccur over time, but of course they change uh, and they, they mutate and they are used in different ways. But there are kind of, if you look at literature, contemporary literature through the lens of early 20th century literature, uh, I think you see that the ways of depicting space and sexuality kind of are connected to earlier depictions. Um, so I would say that's my my main finding, the fact that there is a connection and that there are certain reoccurring uh, tropes and themes. And then more specifically, that I use uh, a concept from uh, Michel Foucault um, in English called sites in French, in the original French called foyer. And these sites, I, I argue that there are specific sites, uh, whereas Foucault says where the intensity of, I think he says the intensity of pleasure and the persistency of power catch hold. And I identify such sites in the literature uh, where kind of the imagination of a, the, the fiction kind of stops uh, and really kind of grapples with the issues of uh, space and sexuality. And such sites uh, could be um, characters' bodies. So there's a lot about bodily integrity. How did you do research in literature? I'm quite traditional. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, for this project, um, I was using uh, close reading, analyzing uh, the books themselves, so the novels that I looked at in this case in detail. Uh, in my case, then, tracing these themes or tropes of sexuality in space. But then I did it in a historicizing context so I brought I also had to read a lot of literature on the historical context on the authors to kind of be able to put uh, my readings of the literature in relation to what was going on in the world depicted at that moment to kind of understand it in its context. Why South African and not mm. Uh, British or Australian? There is this idea of South Africa as an exceptional case, uh, which is heavily contested. That's because of the, the um, history of South Africa, the colonization, but then also the, followed by apartheid and this imposition of racial segregation for a very long time from 1948 to 1994. There's this idea that South Africa is a special case. Obviously, other countries in the world have had segregation too, but maybe not to this extent. But for me, South Africa's history has meant that it is particularly interesting to look at in relation to these questions of sexuality and space, because South Africa has regulated how you can live your sexual life according to these ideas of racial categorization. And they have regulated how you can live your life spatially and I think the way this played out over such a long time period in South Africa first in various ways through colonization and then increasingly more formalized and strictly enforced uh, through law during apartheid meant that South African literature has obviously had to grapple with this 
Often Olive Schreiner is considered South Africa's, South Africa's first novelist. And she was a woman born and raised and living in South Africa, but with European heritage. And she went to live in Britain and in other places in Europe for many years too. But she wrote novels that were very much anchored in South Africa and were concerned with a lot of aspects to do with being, especially being a white woman in South Africa. So that's kind of a start. But then, you know, a lot of people were prohibited from publishing or publishing and writing was made made very difficult for them based on race uh, throughout the 19th century and the 20th century because of unequal distribution of wealth and uh, the discrimination and the access to certain professions and spaces. <clears throat> I'm looking at quite different authors like Bessie Head and Olive Schreiner and R.R.R. Lawmore, for example, and they come from very different kind of linguistic perspectives, although they write in English, all of them, and they are come from very different ethnic and so-called racial backgrounds within the South African context and class backgrounds, etc. But they are still all kind of, they have concerns that I think uh, unite them in some respect when it comes to how you depict and grapple with living in this geographical and social cultural context, uh, which regulates your ability to move about and to interact with other people. So when you started your PhD, how prepared were you for tackling research questions and how much did you have to learn along the way? A lot, I think, yeah. I think f- how do you learn that? Yeah, I know. I think for, I think for me, the step between uh, master's to PhD was much larger than the step between BA to master's. Uh, I'm not saying that, I don't think that's just the same for everyone, but for me, I think the PhD was definitely a big step up uh, where I quite struggled, especially identifying research questions, how to ask questions that will generate a kind of interesting and relevant uh, research. Uh, I found that very hard and I can't say how how to go about learning it. How did you pick your seven novels? (laughs) I wanted to look at novels that have kind of a prominent place or have had a prominent place at that point in time in the literature. So Olive Schreiner, she's often considered the grandmother of South African literature and the kind of the first one who wrote novels uh, in South African literature in English. And the other author I look at in my first 20s chapter, uh, R.R.R. Dlomo, he wrote him and another author, Saul Plaiki, they are kind of hold the spot of the first uh, black South African man to publish uh, a novel in English. So that's kind of why why I picked those two authors, because uh, they both are or were prominent in the field from that time. Glomo has uh, disappeared from view a bit more. Schreiner is still very much yeah, kind of in being read, but Glomo is not being read as much anymore. And the same goes for my third chapter in the 70s, where I look at Kutzi and Gordimer, who are you know, two very kind of prominent Nobel Prize winning South African authors who held a strong kind of position in the literature in the 70s, particularly in this field of writing about the South African farm uh, in English. And the 50s and 60s, there's actually 
I kind of picked a novel that's maybe not the expected one <laughs> from that time period, because a lot of literature from that time period is about the kind of spatial segregation and exile, especially mm. novels written by Black, and I use Black in a very kind of inclusive way, by Black South African authors that deal a lot with the experience of the kind of increasing spatial regulations and segregation. And I wanted to pick a female author that wrote about the same topics because I think the gender aspect is actually quite significant in how they write about these matters. Therefore, I, I wanted to write about Bessie Head. And then the con so more contemporary chapter, the final chapter, that's um, the first decade of the 21st century. Again, Welcome to Our Hillbrow by Pisan uh, Impe is holds kind of starting to hold quite a, a prominent position in the literature and Damon Galgatis may be a bit more of an unexpected pick but I also I wanted to to look at uh, some another a, a, an author and a novel that is quite different and that comes at similar issues from a very different perspective so I wanted uh, yeah to kind of recap I wanted uh, literature that had uh, an impact or an influence in their um, context, in their time period, and that dealt with some of the central issues from the literature of that time period. And I wanted to try and have a little bit of a diversity of perspectives. And your thesis is on the topic of space and sexuality in South African literature. And there is, of course, an almost infinite um, like possibilities with what is meant by sexuality and what is meant by space. What do you understand by sexuality or what aspects of sexuality is it that you're interested in? Mm, it was actually one of those questions as a real mm, tricky part of this research to try and understand for myself what I meant uh, when I was speaking of sexuality because I was, I was quite sure quite early that I wasn't just looking at sexual identity uh, and I knew that that wasn't quite what I was interested in only. So when I speak of sexuality I mean kind of I mean ways that you express yourself sexually in different contexts so that can include things like marriage or prostitution my first thought when someone says sexuality i think about the sexual identity yeah. this was interesting this part but like one thing is that i how i identify myself what sexual identity i have mm. the next level of course is how i put this in into society there is some expression of sexuality in it as well that goes beyond just how I view myself because it also becomes something about how mm. others view me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was a lot of research in South African literature that looks at either kind of aspects of sexual identity or that look at uh, sexual violence. And I knew I wasn't really interested in looking at sexual violence. I wanted to look more at lives lived or expressed through sexuality in different ways. And I wanted to keep it quite open because I wanted to be able to look at what different authors and at different time periods considered the important or vital to bring out. In, for example, the later novels I look at, uh, Welcome to Our Hillbrow, for example, uh, it's a lot about friendship and relationships that aren't formalized in marriage and 
connections that are tricky and difficult and people cheat on each other and they have temporary relationships and they have deeper relationships but they are all kind of within the same friendship group and outside the strictures of marriage while in the literature that I look at from the early 20th century so the 1920s roughly obviously at that time formalized relationship structures like marriage they play a much larger role so the literature maybe is more focused on those the the issues that arise with kind of formalized relationships and marriage so I wanted to keep it open to be able to look at a lot of these different things so that's why I didn't want to pin down sexuality too much um, because it might have restricted and made me impose uh, views on the literature that I didn't really I didn't want to impose my opinion of sexuality on the literature I wanted to get it kind of from what is actually depicted in the literature if that makes sense to you how much theory did you draw from outside of literature i use foucault which uh, and uh, sarah ahmed who are both not in literature when you use the their ideas of how sexuality functions you have to be aware of the fact that they are not speaking of literature in particular, you, you need to be aware of kind of bringing these ideas from other fields into literature and how you do it uh, in a good manner. So I look at space on different scalar levels. What Ahmed looks like is more uh, the final scale that I'm also interested in, which is to do how the body relates to its surrounding space. Ahmed helps me with that kind of aspect of how the body is related to the space that surrounds it, whatever space that is. But to get to these kind of other levels, I also think I need uh, to introduce an understanding of how space is formed in relation to uh, ideology, for example, and the lived practices of what people do in space. And that's where I bring in Lefebvre uh, to try and um, get to that. Um, and I mean, I think a very a good example where you can see this in the literature I look at is in R.R.R. Dlomo's uh, An African Tragedy from the 1920s, where it speaks very kind of explicitly about the relationship between the city and the countryside. So this is what I was talking about before, about using for course ideas of sexuality as a transfer point. So it ties ideas of immorality to the city through ideas of prostitution and sexually transmitted disease and living outside of kind of officially sanctioned relationship structures. Uh, and then it ties that idea of the countryside to some sort of more idyllic paradise <laughs> through ideas of uh, the family raising of children, marriage. How strong did you find this connection to be between sexuality and space? I mean, I, I argue that it is quite strong, uh, that it is really uh, something that kind of pops up again and again um, because uh, of this kind of socio-historical uh, context that the authors are writing in, um, a way to negotiate uh, how you function in society, how you function in relation to other people is for, as I argue, is to kind of tap into this uh, connection 
between sexuality and space to show that you live, for example, in a city as a single woman in a particular way that is tied to ideas of, uh, for example, heterosexuality and marriage and relationships. And that this has very much uh, to do with uh, both norms and regulations and ideology imposed from the outside and the, uh, your own possibility of breaking with those norms or trying to challenge those structures. So that's shown in the Bessie Heads the Cardinals, for example, uh, where the main character really struggles with the conflicted position of being a, a woman, a working woman in the city in the 1950s and 60s in a kind of racially segregated environment um, where the government is working to, in some ways, break down the relationship structures between people. Why is this question particularly interesting in the context of South African literature, the connection between space and sexuality? I mean, that must have been dealt with by other authors from other literature traditions as well. Because of this historical context in South Africa, I think the entanglement of spatial relations and sexual relations becomes a stronger maybe preoccupation in South African literature than it does in, in literature from other countries. But of course it's there. I mean, both our spatial placement and our sexualities and our sexual relations are fundamental to how we, who we are as humans and how we live. So it is something that, you know, authors from all over the world are obviously going to touch on. Yeah. What, the, what are your main conclusions? My main conclusions are to do with the fact that there is this connection and that it is there over time. But then the more specific conclusions are these kind of certain sites, as I call them, using Foucault's term, where I see that these like sexuality and space kind of in particular function together and to try and grapple with what it means to be a person in these societies or what it means to relate to the kind of surrounding power structures, whether that's kind of Victorian colonialism, for example, or just uh, xenophobic nationalism or apartheid ideology. And some of those sites that I see kind of reoccurring in the literature is this uh, conflict between the city and the countryside, and especially then the deceased, the sexually deceased city that reoccurs several times. It's also the body and the body as this kind of leaking body that breaks boundaries and kind of is both leaking because of sexual disease that breaks down the body and kind of in that in that case poison but also a body that is kind of stretched trying to stretch beyond its boundaries imposed on it from the outside is it a necessary lens to consider i would argue that yeah that you will gain a lot of uh, understanding of the literature through looking at this particular lens. And then, of course, it's more or less overtly present and more or less important in different works of literature. But I would argue that, yes, it is a particular entanglement that if you look at them together, you see things uh, that you wouldn't necessarily see if you just look at them apart. You kind of miss things when you don't look at them together. What are the questions you think should be studied in the future? I was really surprised that although the theme of 
interracial, so-called interracial relations. Um, there's a very prominent theme in South African literature, particularly during apartheid. There has been little overarching or research that puts it together. So there's a lot of individual articles, but there are not really any monographs or any books that take a more kind of comprehensive grasp of how these interracial relationships are depicted in the South African literature. So for my next project, I want to look at uh, interracial love in South African literature. So I want to look at um, love or intimacy or kind of relationships across so-called racial boundaries. And I want to look at it particularly in literature from the first half of the 20th century before it becomes so prominent in apartheid literature. So I want to look at it before. And I was very surprised that that hasn't been done yet. And I think it's very important to do both to shine a light on fraternity or love or uh, intimacy, but also kind of to understand how uh, these ideas of interracial relationships have been portrayed in literature. What is your post-PhD plan? So yeah, I was going to go on a scholarship from the Rousing Foundation to South Africa uh, to do some archival research to find out whether there's more uh, material because uh, on these questions of interracial sexual uh, relations or interracial love, because it's quite easy to find writings like novels by so-called white authors, but a lot of so-called Black writers uh, didn't have access to the same publishing uh, opportunities and educational opportunities and space to write. So they often published shorter pieces and often in emission presses or magazines. And a lot of them are not available, uh, readily available. So uh, I was planning on going to the archives in South Africa. I have one more question, which is not the... the, the, the yeah, then we, yeah. Um, if I were to read... One of these novels that you have put there, um, mm. which, which one would you recommend if I were to try to do for these things, uh, like to see the connection between space and sexuality and, and this? Because if you want to read as a, oh, I don't really know anything about South African literature, but it would be fun to read something that speaks to these concerns, I would say maybe uh, Welcome to Our Hillbrow from 2001 by Sana Mfe, because it's very uh, engaging, it's uh, really interesting, and it's contemporary, and it deals with these issues in a very clear way. It has this kind of conflict between the countryside and the city, it investigates the uh, notions attached to the countryside in the city in terms of sexual morality. Uh, uh, so it has all the kind of different levels. Uh, it's, it has a lot of different types of sexual relationships and it's uh, contemporary and it's uh, one of my favourite South African novels. So <laughs> I would definitely recommend that one. So go with Welcome to Our Hillbrook. Great book. Love it. Mm -hmm.